Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. We're going to be here with you, helping you break it all down, slow it all down, and raise it all up. We want you to help us raise that level of conversation. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500. Give you a, a chance to weigh in, uh, help us elevate the conversation on a wide range of topics every day. Uh, the thing that we begin the program with and the thing that we do at uh, the two top of the 2 o'clock hour is it's usually at this point of the day that I, we all kind of start thinking, well, I think, I think I got the day figured out. I think I got the news of the day sorted out. And uh, we're always watching that here at KSL News Radio. In fact, we're uh, watching right now. We're waiting for uh, President Joe Biden to make an announcement on an additional vaccine push uh, that will basically move up the date when all Americans will be eligible to receive the vaccine. Of course, here in the state of Utah, we're ahead of the game already uh, in terms of getting everyone uh, who would like a vaccine over the age of 16. Uh, we're way ahead of the game there and on, and on a number of other issues. So we'll continue to watch and monitor that. But sometimes when you think you got it all figured out uh, is when you actually need to step back and think again. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. So what we're going to do at the top of the 2 o'clock hour is we're going to go inside some of that news and see if there isn't something a little more that we're not thinking about that we should be thinking about as it relates to the news. So we've been talking a lot uh, about the uh, infrastructure bill, $2.3 trillion. Everybody, I think, understands that's a lot of money. And uh, as we're finding out uh, that it's more than just infrastructure and, and what uh, it's not about is what we need to think about and to think again about in terms of what this actually means to each of us and what it means to our communities and states, uh, what it also means to our children and grandchildren in terms of paying for that. Uh, one of the things that has been a little bit behind the scenes was uh, a, a a line or two uh, in a speech delivered yesterday by Secretary Janet Yellen uh, relating to corporate taxes and how that might impact and how that might be folded into this massive infrastructure bill. Here's what Secretary Yellen said. Together, we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives based on a more level playing field in the taxation of multinational corporations and spurs innovation, growth, and prosperity. We're working with G20 nations to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate that can stop the race to the bottom. So fascinating words there from Secretary Yellen uh, as it relates to part of this is how will you pay for the $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill. Uh, and so part of that is a debate 
uh, over whether or not we should increase the corporate tax rate uh, and how will that really impact uh, American companies? How will it impact American companies uh, competing abroad? And and what will it mean in terms of these multinational corporations who, uh, if they feel like they're being overtaxed in one place, will, will move offices somewhere else uh, through mergers, acquisitions, and a host of other things? Uh, and so we have to think again in terms of what this actually means. How will this impact innovation? How will it impact the economy? Uh, and what we often don't think about when we think about uh the easy to cheer, let's let's charge and let's tax big corporations more. We also need to think again and look at how that could impact uh, the poor and the most vulnerable among us. Uh, as we know, those costs that companies are going to incur are going to be passed on to consumers in, and clients in one form or another. And so we have to be very careful in terms of how we look at that. Uh, the other thing that we're looking at in terms of how we need to think again about this is looking at the uh, the rules of the United States Senate. Uh, if you weren't with us at the uh, top of the 1 o'clock hour, uh, we had James Walner join us from Washington, D.C. Uh, he is my sage of the Senate. He's the ultimate inside source for the Senate in terms of rules. And there was a ruling yesterday by the parliamentarian uh, that talked about uh, that allowed Senate Democrats to use a process called reconciliation uh, to deal with the infrastructure bill. Uh, and this is what uh, James Walner had to say in terms of what reconciliation is and then how we're going to actually see that play out. It's pretty significant. And this has never happened before. And I want to take a step back for your listeners and kind of walk them through really quickly. Reconciliation is a special process that allows the Senate to make changes to permanent you know, spending and tax laws without having to overcome a filibuster. So that's obviously important in today's uh, day and age with Republicans and Democrats that don't agree on much. So, uh, again, what this allows Senate Democrats to do currently, and we should always remember <laughs> what happens currently by one party will happen in the future by another party. Uh, those things will go back and forth. But it would allow the current Senate Democrats uh, to pass uh, this $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill uh, that has a lot of things outside of uh, of infrastructure, including corporate tax rates, uh, through this process of reconciliation, which means they would not be required to get a single Republican vote in order to pass it uh, and to move it forward. Uh, and so those kinds of things, I think, are significant and challenging. Uh, those are the things that we have to think again. It's easy to say infrastructure. Yes, we need it. We want it. Uh, let's get concrete and steel in the ground. Let's fix roads and bridges. Uh, everybody can cheer that. I think everybody on both sides of the aisle agree with that. There's a lot more to it that we have to think again about. There's a host of other projects that are in there uh, that uh, have nothing to do with infrastructure, but can be done through this reconciliation process that James Walner described to us. And so it's important for us to to recognize one. Uh, this hasn't happened before. Uh, this is this is new ground, new territory, and frankly, it's territory that makes me nervous. And I don't care if you are a far left Democrat or a far right Republican or anything in between. This should be concerning to you, uh, because what it does is it creates uncertainty. Because if if you only have to do things by a simple majority in the United States Senate, we will see massive swings as the political winds shift. And Democrats, if they control as they currently do, the House, the Senate, and the White House, uh, can swing an agenda very swiftly. Eight years from now, 12 years from now, who knows when, 
uh, Republicans could be in the same spot and control the House, the Senate and the White House. And with only a requirement to get a simple majority in the Senate uh, could swing things back. And here's the problem. Here's what we have to think again about. We've got to think again about the fact that this creates massive uncertainty that impacts our counties in particular. Think of what happens in terms of wild uh, shifts through executive order uh, and public lands just here in the state of Utah alone. Uh, Think of the the swings that can be done uh, in terms of immigration with the stroke of a pen by either party uh, if we don't really get back to regular order and doing things properly in the United States Senate. So, uh, again, this is one of those not so fast, my friends. We need to think again about the ramifications about what this means and how it's going to impact us, how it's going to impact our communities and counties, and especially how racking up this kind of debt is going to impact our grandchildren. We're going to go ahead and step aside uh, for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have an important conversation with Amy Winder Newton talking about the county, the mask mandates that end on Saturday, and what comes next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 